0: Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 6, amen. It reads as follows. So we rebuilt the wall until the entire wall was joined together, up to half the height. For the people had the will to keep working, amen. amen. Let's pray. Father, in the precious name of Jesus Christ, we give you honor, we give you glory, And we give you the adoration in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. I can hear you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I enjoy noise. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't be misled with this funny microphone on my head. I prefer the noisy microphones. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Anyway, we read from Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 6. It says, "So we rebuilt the wall until the entire wall was joined together up to half its height, for the people had the will to keep working." So, this morning I just want us to discuss the following. I want us to discuss what we were discussing last week, developing a godly attitude towards work. Hallelujah. However, I can't do part two. I thought I would manage, but I struggle to repeat uh, sermons. So I have a new message rather, but on the similar theme, hallelujah. So today's message is the mindset to keep working. So I'll be talking about the mindset to keep working. Hallelujah. Because God wants you to have the will to keep working, hallelujah. Should I repeat that one? So God wants you to have the will or the willingness to keep working, hallelujah. Amen and glory to Jesus. Because God wants all his children, not some, all his children to work, hallelujah. In other words, God wants all of you to have a job, to have a career, or to have a business, whatever, but he wants you to work. In other words, God wants us to work one way or the other. Hallelujah. In other words, any child of God must not be, hallelujah, you must be working one way or the other. Hallelujah. Amen and glory to Jesus. However, the enemy is against you working. The enemy does not want you to work. But when I say the enemy, not the person sitting next to you, or anyone in your office, or anyone in the neighborhood. That's not the enemy. The enemy, I mean the devil himself, does not want you to work. Maybe let me stop right here, maybe, and just give you a tip. Stop seeing other human beings as your enemy. They are not. None of the human beings are your enemy. But it's the evil one working in them who is the enemy. So stop calling people your enemies, amen. Yeah, I like that, I like the spirit, hallelujah. Amen, 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 Amen. they're not your enemy, amen. So the enemy does not want you to work, why? Because work is spiritual, first and foremost. Before it can be an economic thing, before we can think about work as an economic activity, We have to see it as a spiritual activity. Because when God placed a person in the Garden of Eden, he immediately gave him a job. Amen. Are you still with me? Amen. Amen. So now listen to this. Anything that carries the purpose of God is subject to opposition from the enemy. So, if you are going to make a decision to work or to find work or to start a business or to do well at your work or to do amazing things in your generation, be aware there will be opposition. Amen? Are you still with me? Hallelujah! Because that's how the enemy rolls. He's opposed to people doing things for their God. So, I want to encourage you that you need to embrace opposition because nothing has been achieved in this life without opposition. You see any woman or any man doing amazing things, right? Doing awesome things. If you get an opportunity to sit with them one-on-one, you'll soon discover that they faced a lot of opposition, and they continue to face opposition. Because anything that is great will be opposed. And anything that's not great does not draw any attention or any opposition from the enemy. The enemy has no time for small things, but he has time for great things. So when there is greatness in you, just be aware opposition will be a constant factor in your life. And you have to learn to embrace the opposition. And you should be concerned with your life if you're not being opposed when you're trying to do something. Let me give you a simple example before I really get deep into the message. If you want to start a church or start a ministry, why do you get opposed? When starting a church, it's a wonderful thing. When studying a ministry, it's a wonderful thing. Why will people oppose? You know why? Because it's great. If it was not a great thing, you won't be opposed. Hallelujah. Some of us this morning were being uh, uh, chatting and trying to find routes to church because some people have decided to close the roads. They do it every year this time because they decide to ride their bicycles on Sunday and they don't care about us who worship. In fact, I passed one church on my way here. There's nothing because the bicycles are crossing right in front of the church. Now, here's the thing. If it was a church doing that, the whole country will be up in arms. They will be opposing what the church is doing. Who hears what I'm trying to say? Amen? Amen? Are you still with me? Are you still with me? Did you get so? What I'm trying to say... Anything that is good, that is great, that is wonderful, will have opposition. Are you still with me? Amen. Glory to Jesus. Amen. But they must never try and pass here with their bicycles. We'll show them where to go. Amen. Hallelujah. Because we are not here to play church. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Hope one of them will hear what I'm saying. Amen. Hallelujah. And glory to Jesus. Let me come to what I'm trying to say. It was just my way of showing you that things that are great get to be opposed. Amen. And also don't get to be defended. If you are going to be significant in your generation, then embrace opposition. A life characterized by the absence of opposition, right, is a life without anything that is worthwhile. In other words, it is a life of mediocrity. In other words, a life that is characterized with the absence of opposition is a life of mediocrity. Mediocre people don't get opposed. Hallelujah. So when we see certain things mushrooming, know that they're mediocre. If I was you, I would run away from my life. Hallelujah, amen, amen, and glory to Jesus. So now here's a question for you. How do you progress despite the opposition? That's what you came to hear this morning? That I'm saying you can embrace opposition, but how do you continue to do well in life in the midst of opposition? If you are going to progress in your life, You will have to understand that progress is a resultant of an attitude to keep on working, no matter what. Amen? Are you still with me? What I'm trying to say to you, if you are going to fulfill your mandate to work in whatever field you are supposed to be working in, you will have to understand then that you will have to work no matter what you'll have to have the attitude. Good, as for me, I will work. Whether the economy is down, I will work. Who hears what I'm trying to say? Whether the exchange rate changes, I will work. Who hears what I'm trying to say? The the country is unsettled politically, I will work. White people are in charge. I will work. Black people are in charge. I will work. In other words, my destiny to work is not in the hands of anyone, but in the hands of God. You have to develop that attitude. You have to have the attitude that I will work no matter what. Are you still with me? Amen. Amen. Hmm, maybe you must be stubborn. That's what I'm trying to say. You will have to fight to work. Amen. The same company where they are retrenching, where they are firing people, you go and you submit your CV and say, I will work here even though they are downscaling. They need me, that's the attitude. You must have the attitude to work. The very same company where you are, as your colleagues are being laid off, you say, as for me, I will remain here. I am a significant member of this company. I will continue to work. You must have the attitude to work because the attitude to work will make the difference in your life, not your talent, not your ability. Talent and ability will get you into the door. After you are inside there, what will carry you is to have the attitude to work at any given time. We know a lot of talented and gifted people who don't have work, who don't have companies, who are not running businesses, who are sitting at home complaining about the political climate and the socio-economic climate and don't don't all those things. We have people like that because talent is not sufficient. You have to develop the attitude to work no matter what. Amen. Good? Amen. That's why we come to church. So that we can be encouraged. Amen and glory to Jesus. I wrote here in my notes, in a season of opposition, ability or talent does not count. When you find yourself in a season of opposition, it's not time to cure people your accolades, your resume, your certificates. They are opposing you. They are not interested in that. Something else is required for you to progress in life. They already know you have the papers. They already know that you have the skills. They already know that you have the experience. They know that you are the right person, but they are opposing you. So trying to use those things is not going to help. Amen. 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 In a season of opposition, this is what works besides the attitude. This is what we call, we preachers the grace factor. Where your qualification and your experience can take you. Your qualification and experience get you into the door. But for you to successively achieve year upon year in that institution, you need the grace of God. Amen. Are you still with me? So you have to have the attitude to work. And bear in mind, as you have the attitude to work, don't depend on the papers you have, but but depend on the grace of God. Hallelujah. We know people with PhDs who have been fired. We know people with a lot of experience who have been fired. In fact, we know of company founders who founded great companies, the very same great companies they founded, they fired them. Because you need the grace of God. Amen. Amen. Yes, it's the grace factor. You must be willing to work. You must be determined to work. But at the end of the day, you must depend on the grace of God. In other words, don't say you go to people, can't you see my certificates? This very same person you are telling will, will tell you, I have four more than you. So, so you have to understand the grace of God will make the difference Amen. in our lives. Hallelujah. Amen and glory to Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. So, opposition to work comes into twofold, if you're writing notes. We are getting into the crux of the matter. Opposition will come in twofold, or in these two ways. Number one, verbal opposition. Number two, physical opposition. Allow me to just take you in this journey and Give you a tip. Right? Something tangible. So that you can keep on working no matter what. Regardless of who says what. Hallelujah. Amen. After they've already decided about your future. With the keys I'm about to give you. Those decisions they've made will never stand. Amen. Amen. Because God has brought you here for a reason this morning what people say or do to you may have the potential to positively or negatively influence your progress we all know that many careers have come to an end because of what was said or done right you know that right people can just make up stories about you and you are out isn't it? They can just make up stories and nobody gives you business, isn't it? Because of what people have said. But also we know people might be at home having no work anymore because people did certain things to them. And they can't do anything. You, you, you know what? So that is why we are saying opposition is in twofold what is said and also the physical which is what people do to you amen now read with me Romans chapter 8 verse 31 don't forget Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 6 right we are reading Romans 831 what can we say about these things if god is on our side can anyone be against us that's the question the apostle is asking in the book of Romans there will be opposition in your life but if god is in your camp if god is for you if god is cheering for you if god is backing you who can stand against you can you see the difference now so it does not matter who wants to sabotage you it does not matter who wants to limit your progress in your career it does not matter what they are saying or doing if God is for you, who can stand against you? Can anyone be against us? They'll never succeed. Let's go deep then. Let's discuss the verbal opposition quickly. Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 3. Christian Standard Bible read this follow. Then Tobiah the Ammonite, who was beside him, said, Indeed... Even if a fox climbed up what they are building, he will break down their stone wall. Here's the key word. Then Tobiah the Ammonite, who was beside him, said, said, tell your neighbor now, said, and those on YouTube, put it on the chat, said, you know what's happening in your company. You know what is being said in your own family. You know what is being said in your community. But to buy a boo, people will talk and you can't stop people from talking. It is their right to talk. And they have the right to say whatsoever they want to say. Because God has given us the freedom to say whatever we say. However, he will deal with us. One. So the man of God, Nehemiah, and his friends were rebuilding the wall. But in the process of making progress, there were words uttered against them. So when you are doing something great in your generation, people will talk, not because what you are doing is bad, but because people will talk. And the mistake we do, we want to attack the very same people. But I'm about to show you that it is not the people talking, but it is the enemy talking through the people. So for therefore, don't hate the people, don't blame the people, don't fight the people. But you must understand that there is an enemy behind the people. The enemy does not want to see anything amazing happen in your life or in your generation. He does not want anyone to do amazing stuff for their god he will stand up with all his friends to try to block you and the best way to do it he will say things about you and the things they say about you we know that they are not correct we know that they are not true and it is not your job to try and explain yourself to anyone focus and keep on working and depend on the grace of God. Let the grace of God fight for you. Amen, amen, amen. This is what I'm trying to say to you. Verbal opposition should not have a negative bearing on your life. Let them talk. Give them a loudspeaker. Hallelujah. Put them on Twitter and YouTube and everywhere. Let them talk. Because that's what they are called to do maybe. But that should not have a bearing in what God has called you to do. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Another practical way before I really get you into this weight. You must learn to frame what people say. You see, you are not immune to what they are saying. And you are not shielded from what they are saying. You will hear it. And you will be aware of what they are saying. But your job as a child of God, over and above the grace of God, learn to frame things from the perspective of God. When they say you won't amount to anything, you say, yeah, I hear you. But I am not going to give you the privilege to be the one who's going to be saying I was right about him. I am going to go out and prove you wrong that I will amount to something. Who oh, hears what I'm trying to say. When they say what you have started will never get anywhere, You say I will go out and make sure this succeed. Because I am not going to give the enemy the last laugh. I will do anything within my power to make sure I succeed. Hallelujah. That applies to people who have started ministries and churches. You are not going to give those who said, no, you are not called an opportunity to say we were right. You will have to fight and do whatever is within your power to say, yes, I am called. If you said that company is the company that God called you to, you will have to do anything within your power to fight, to be there. Hallelujah. Without fighting people. This will real care. We don't fight people. We don't fight people. Amen. And they are not your haters. Your hater is the devil, not people. Amen. Are you still with me? Amen. I mean, some of you didn't her say, teacher, I teacher, I, I know you are not one of those, but you know teacher once said, not well the you remember that teacher? And she's still sitting in the same chair and desk. You remember, her, You remember that teacher? And when you just got your first car, you felt like going to that primary school to say, a teacher. You, you remember? And some of you, why you succeeded is because you just wanted to show teacher. Good teacher. Amen. Are you still with me? All right, all right. And some of you, you know, they say, look at you. You have a beautiful family today. Because what they say is not important. (laughs) Aim to succeed against every negative word spoken against you. By consciously working hard to succeed. So this message, over and above the grace factor, you will have to roll your sleeves. Work hard. If you are unemployed and you are looking for work, it means... You are going to take out a pen and a piece of paper and write that CV. And you are going to take that piece of paper. You don't have a computer. You'll go to the internet cafe. Or you'll use your phone, whatever. You'll type that CV. You'll do whatsoever you can to have the CV. And once you have it, you will go and drop it wherever it needs to be dropped. Be it email or in person. But you will work hard to be employed. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me? You are on notice already. You can turn things around today. Moving forward. You go back tomorrow. As opposed to coming at 9 o'clock as usual. And you work hard. And do your thing. And suddenly they see an improved worker. They say, no, we made a mistake. Maybe we need to. But you You'll have to play your part. Have the mindset to work. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. When they say you are not important, don't forget, God says you are important. Because what God says is more important than what people say. So they can say, but what did God say about your life? Hence, you need to be a Christian. Hence, you need to be born again. Hence, you need to be reconciled to God. Hence, you need a relationship with Jesus so that you can hear what God is saying. By coming to church, it's not because we are here to network, but we are saying God will talk to us through a sermon. So we are here to hear what God is saying. And God is saying to you this morning, what I say is more important than what they are saying. He say... Any word or any saying or anything that has been uttered against you in the court will never stand. In judgment, we condemn. God says anything that has been said against you is condemned already. In other words, whatever people are saying about you is already judged and condemned, that is invalid. Their accusation will never stand. What they are saying that is negative about you will never stand before the eyes of God. It is already condemned. That's found in Isaiah 54. Hallelujah. Any tongue that rises against you, it is condemned. In judgment we say, in Jesus' mighty name. So that is why we say, allow them to talk but they don't have the power because the negativity they are saying about you is already judged as invalid. In other words, they are wasting time about you. Amen. What they say about you, if you're writing notes, does not negate what God has already said. What God has said about your life remain standing. God has given you Who knows this scripture? God has given you the power to generate wealth. How do you generate wealth? By working. Amen. Amen. Are you with me? God has given all of us the power to generate wealth. So, how do you do that? By working. So, anyone who's standing in your way will have to deal with God. Not you. Let me take you to the next part, physical opposition. So we told you that don't agree with them. Agree with the word of God. Hallelujah. And that way, by the way, you'll never take offense. You'll never move into depression. No, they're just doing what they're hired to do, you know, to talk. They're hired by the enemy. Physical opposition, number two. Every physical opposition in a believer is influenced by a spiritual force. Hello? Write it down. Every physical opposition in the life of a believer is influenced by a spiritual force. And that is why I'm encouraging you not to look at people. It's not them. There is a force behind them. Hallelujah. Therefore, take up your spiritual armor But these days, is that you don't know about your spiritual armor. You don't know how to wage war in the spirit. You want to wage war in the natural, and you continue to fail. You have to change your tactics. You attack me. I won't really fight with you. I'll deal with the one behind you. Hallelujah. Amen. Who well, hears what I'm trying to say? Because you have to learn to take up the full armor of God because every physical opposition in your life has an influence from the spiritual realm. They said the powers, the rulers, the principalities. All these dominions, they, they sat and discussed. And they come all the way to Katlehombato Vimba. And when you want to fight them, don't do that. You take up your spiritual armor. And leave Baloi back to home. You don't have time for witches, you see. But you must have time for those spiritual forces behind the witches. And you say, I come in the name of Jesus. That you spiritual forces, you will never stand. Amen. As you deal with the spiritual forces, you'll begin to see Baloi weak. The powers remain after you've burned down the house. Guess what? The powers remain. Or I will write a nasty email to the people right at the top. It's not going to work. The guys at the top, they don't have the power to deal with the spiritual powers behind the person that is opposing you. But you have the power to fight the forces behind the person who's opposing you. Who hears what I'm trying to say? Hallelujah. So when people are abusing their position of power at work, don't focus on them but look beyond them and see. And I will fight spiritual forces with spiritual force. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Why should you bribe your way into the company or slip your way to the top or into the company? It is a spirit behind. Spirit of greed. And you must deal with the spirit of greed. Deal with the spirit in their life. Hallelujah. The next day you go, you know, we had made the decision long time ago and they give you your work. But when you say expose. That's not good enough. Who mm. And you fight physically, they go, yeah. you, <laughs> so deal with spiritual forces in a spiritual manner, and don't play the people. Amen. Hmm. Yeah. The opposition might come or might seem to come from humans, but it is not from humans. This is what I'm trying to say. You can't fight the manifestation. <laughs> fighting people. How's Maria everybody here. Fighting people, you are fighting the manifestation. Where is the source? You need to fight the source. That's what I'm trying to teach you. Even though it is physical, but what is the source? Hallelujah. Amen. Hey, we're not going to get a black card, to get Hallelujah. to get a black the I was Don't do that. to do that. It's embarrassing as a child of God to be one of those people. Better, in these days, Hallelujah! Take up your spiritual, Amen. Ephesians six, look, corrupt. Ephesians six, verse twelve. We are not fighting against humans. This is the Christian Standard Bible. Yours say says flesh and blood, but it's nice when you understand that flesh and blood it means human. We are not fighting against humans. But Thomas Commradeud, they might want to think we are fighting aliens, no, not aliens. We are fighting against forces and authorities, against rulers of darkness and powers in the spiritual world. So people who are operating in the dark world, they have rulers. Baloi, we have rulers. In other words, the people who are practicing witchcraft, they have bosses, they have principalities, they have people who are giving them assignments. So don't deal with the person who has been assigned something, but deal with the person who's doing the assigning. And do you know who he is? Amen. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Pastor does not have to deal with what you found under the desk. Hallelujah. Amen. And you you don't have to deal with that thing either. It's a useless thing. It is the spiritual force behind that that matters. And you need to deal with that. And stop dealing with the manifestation. Of the forces in the spiritual world or in the spiritual dark world amen so learn to fight spiritually what they do to you or your work does not negate the purpose of god for your life if god has a purpose for your life how not sometimes they might even succeed okay they might succeed in sabotaging you all right and they think they have had the last love only to discover that god had just opened another door elsewhere and that is why i'm saying remove your focus from the natural and begin to see that there is something happening in the spiritual realm hallelujah as the grace of God increased upon the lives of the children of Israel, the Bible says that slave taskmasters increased their tasks. They made their life even more difficult. In other words, as there's more grace upon your life, the opposition will increase. Things will begin to become a little bit more difficult. Don't focus on that. Start to realize that the grace of God is upon you. That is why the enemy is intensifying. There is no need for him to intensify if there is no grace for you. Why use more power for something that has no power? He intensifies because he realizes there is power in your life. He realizes that there is anointing in your life. He realizes that there is grace in your life and he calls for all help. He calls for backup to attack you. But because of the grace of God in your life it will never stand go ask Moses and the children of Israel despite what Pharaoh tried to do they still left Egypt and they went to the promised land because what Pharaoh does will never stand in the way of your peoples will never stand it does not matter who they are hallelujah so when you see hell, all of it coming your direction and leaving everybody else, know that there is too much grace in your life. Know that there's too much anointing. Yeah. Hallelujah. anointing yeah. when they attack you, it's also because you are special. We don't oppose normal people we at We oppose special people. Hallelujah. And that is why some of you, you'll remain in obscurity, not because God does not have plans for you. You are not ready to handle the opposition. God is still preparing you to handle the opposition. That is why when you look like pastors like me, we don't have one million views on YouTube. Is because maybe Pastor A is not ready to handle the 500,000 criticism that comes with YouTube. Who hears what I'm trying to say? Do you understand? So just be aware. Sometimes things don't happen in your life because God is preparing you. He's getting you ready to handle the bigger devils. As long as you are not ready for the bigger devils, you'll remain where you are. So what you need to do is to grow spiritually quickly, develop spiritually quickly, stop challenging the messages, but embrace the messages. Go back to the Bible, study the Bible, pray. As you do that, you begin to grow and suddenly your acceleration will be doubled. Suddenly you become a significant person. Hallelujah and glory to Jesus. And stop fighting for significance. No one was called to fight for significance what you must fight for is to be somebody who's working in the fields of God in your generation as you do that he will open up opportunities for you to become significant in your generation and glory to Jesus amen 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 we are fighting powers in the spiritual realm powers the more the anointed the pastor is the more resistance he gets yeah, here go Let me repeat that. When pastor is too anointed, there's too much resistance. And guess what? He overcomes it anyway. When pastor is not anointed, his ministry, mushrooms, first day he planted. Go ask your friend in Malawi. He'll tell you. Hallelujah. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. But yeah, you South African guys, you are in car. Look at him. There was nothing. Where there is something, it takes time. Because there's too much resistance. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I don't know about these things, but I'm told or I've read about them or I had, I don't know how accurate is this. They say your jumbo jets and aeroplanes and things like that, they use more fuel taking off. As compared to being on cruise, I don't know how accurate that. is. I'm not an engineer in that space. I think it's correct. what <laughs> But the further it goes, the more it uses less. You understand? So if there is greatness for you, just know for you to make that move, there'll be a lot of resistance. It means you'll have to use more power, more anointing, more grace, eh? more teaching, more, more praising, eh? more worship, eh? more fellowship, mm? more giving, more, more, you'll have to do more of these things. Hallelujah. Amen. You can't get to the top on the You can't. Amen. Mm, mm. Amen. Amen. Glory to Jesus. I know sometimes when I preach here, there's so much opposition when I say I greet you in the name of Jesus. I could feel spiritual forces trying to say you can't open your mouth. And you have to dig deep and say, Lord, Jesus, at the same power that worked in Jesus. I want now on this stage because this sermon needs that power. And that is why we can't just come say, I've got it, guys. I've been doing talks for many years, you know, and I'm educated. And, you, you know, I've been in big platforms and I've spoken to the who's who's of this world. No, with church it's not the same. As you talk, you are dealing with spiritual forces. And, and that is why when we get home after a service, we just want to sleep. Because we are so tired. You know, I do exercise. I do run. I run for over an hour most often when I run. I don't really get tired. After running, I get back into what I'm doing. But after preaching this 40, 45 minutes, I just want to sleep. Because I've been fighting spiritual forces on your behalf. Just so that you can just get a line from God that will revolutionize your life. Hallelujah. And I thank those who are prayer warriors here who will pray with me as we minister the word of God so that just one word can change your life, Osmaria. Just one word could just alter the direction of your life. It is not about the articulation, but it is because of the power of God. Hallelujah. And that is why we can't fight in the natural. Even when we preach, we have to fight in the spiritual Shame to you. And I feel sorry for you if your pastor is not anointed. If you are visiting here, I feel sorry for you. Because whatever he's saying is just another speech. And guess what? You're wasting your time. Listen to motivational speakers. They speak better than pastors. Hallelujah. They flow when they talk. Runa ritaka gospel. When we preach the word of God, it is not with the articulation and the wisdom of man, but with power. Uprooting spiritual strongholds in your life. Making sure that you get liberated. Hallelujah. Making sure that you are set free. So that you can become everything God has called you. God wants you to work. After the motivational speakers have spoken, you need a sermon that says God wants you to work. As we say that, something drops in the spirit. Or doors get to open and suddenly where the doors were closed are opened for you. And those doors that were opened for you are closed because they have nothing to do with you. Because the gospel of Jesus has to do with the power of God and not articulation. We bless God for the ability to talk, but at the end of the day, it's not that. We know that there are forces behind you. We have to wrestle with them. We have to challenge them. We have to pull them down. Anything that's trying to exalt itself above the knowledge of Christ, it needs to be pulled down in your life. We pull it down in Jesus' mighty name so that you can work. So that you can continue to work. So that you can continue to do what God has called you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. If God be for us, who can be against us? When God is for us. Hallelujah. Amen. While you are doing the spiritual matters, do... Become a person of excellence in the natural. Demand to be excellent. As much as you are going to fight in the spirit, you can't neglect the natural either. Be excellent. Win the battle through excellent spirit, a total dedication, and spiritual warfare. Do whatever you can, go mergong or for the tender, whatever. Do what you can. Be dedicated. But most importantly, do your spiritual warfare. Don't just do it alone. Do your part. Amen? Are you with me? Hmm. hmm. I wrote here. And I want to give it to you. And I want you to just raise your hand after I've read it. Because that's one mistake people are doing. And I've said it already in the sermon. Never fight people at work or in business. Never ever again do that. The Bible says vengeance is mine, mange." dimu Let me repeat that. Never fight people. Vengeance belongs to God. In other words, revenge or something like that. Belongs to God. That's the domain of God, not your domain. Hey, don't be. You understand? No, that's not your job. No. Vengeance belongs to God. Do what you are supposed to be doing. Work. No matter what. Hallelujah. suspension letter, You are about to leave the company. Give your best because the heart of man is in the hand of God. The decision can be overturned just like that. And that's what we call the miraculous. The grace of God can make that in the life of a person. Hallelujah. Amen. Because now you stop working and continue fighting the guess what? Then your work deteriorates even more and they have even more reason to get rid of you. Who hears what I'm trying to say? So now focus on what you're supposed to be doing. Leave the domain of God to be God's domain. Vengeance belongs to God. How So go Just be sweet. Just say I understand. I understand because your God is in control. Hallelujah. Amen. So, I hand you over to God. However, however, don't say that to your wife or your husband. I think that's a bit terrible, eh? I've had one uh, uh, pastor, uh, I've handed you over to God. That's not good. You 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 must come see me. No, don't do that. What is that? All right, never fight people at work or in business or anywhere for that matter. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. In a good season, right now, I know some of you, it's like nice, eh? you are those, you know, the are people when they pray, they say this, God, hi, it's me, Jimmy, and uh, as you know, oh yeah, Jimmy okay, Jimmy, yeah, that's you, hi, it's me, Jimmy, uh, you, you know, we last spoke uh, three weeks ago, You know, nothing has changed in my life. Things are still awesome. Just keep it up, God. (laughs) Bye, see you later. There are people who pray like that to say, Lord, keep it up. So if you are part of those who are saying to God, keep it up, everything is nice. I have a tip for you. Stay in prayer. Stay in the word. Building capacity for more grace when opposition comes. Prepare for the time when it comes. So that ready, Not when it's time for opposition. Go ho now ready. In other words, when things are nice. Town, When things are nice, remember serving in the house of God. When things are nice, remember that room on rapela ting. What you did right at the bottom, you must continue doing when you are at the top. And some of you at the top, continue praying as if you are poor. You see, your problem now, your prayers have become the prayers of the rich. And God has no time for prayers of the rich. Pray as if you have nothing. You are fully dependent on him. Pray as if you don't have a degree, Abraham. Pray as if you you got no family. When you give, give like your, your, your life is dependent on that offering. Don't give like a rich person I so. yeah, this is good enough. No. Plan it. Talk over that. My life is dependent on this giving today. I want to see. Your That's how. When you are at the top, I'm not even talking to the guys who are at the bottom. Amen. Amen. But now if you are behaving as if you have arrived, you'll soon discover you will make those prayers. (laughs) Anyway, because life will happen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you're forgotten, when you have the big things there, you forgot to just thank God and to pray for what he has already given you. So don't Become a wealthy person. Now, You know, there's no need to pray when you have these things. I have had people say, even my pastor's about it, no, when you have medical aid, there's no need to pray. But I've also now discovered that somebody I know personally. Or now medical aid must make their way to a public hospital. And I go, like maybe when the medical aid. And the money was there, and everything was there. You should have prayed like somebody who has no medical aid. Trust God to keep you well. Yeah, Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. When you have the job, pray and thank God for that job. No, you are entitled, you are not entitled. It just takes one spiritual forces to sabotage you and you come back. I think I spoke to everybody in the building. We can stand up. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Everybody has been addressed. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Nehemiah 15. Y'all bless her now. Y'all bless her now. Y'all bless her. Nehemiah chapter 15. Choir, you can come to the front. Nehemiah chapter 15. This is my conclusion. No, so so not Nehemiah 15, Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 15. Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 15. When our enemies had, can you hear that? That we knew their scheme, you know their scheme, and that God had frustrated it. Every one of us returned to his own work on the wall. Mm. Go back to your work. Mm. Do what you're supposed to be doing with the blessing of the Lord. Why I'm saying that? Because Will frustrate the blends of the enemies. Yeah. The blends of the enemies upon your life, my sister, will never work. He's frustrating them as I speak. Amen. They will never stand in the name, in the name of, of Jesus. Jesus. Go back where you're supposed to be working. And do your thing. And just do it as if nothing is happening. Praising the Lord. Worshiping the Lord. Thanking the Lord for what you are doing. Because they will never touch it. May the Lord frustrate every plan of the enemy in your life in the mighty name of jesus may they take a u-turn hallelujah i want you to keep on working no matter what the enemy must never have the last laugh. but may you praise god in this season in the name of jesus keep on doing what god has called you to do because it is the plan of god and the purpose of God that you should work so as soon as and as we are talking now in the spiritual realm things are being changed things are being rearranged for you To be in the will of God. And what is the will of God? That you work. Monday to Saturday, work. And may you find the work of your choice. May you remain in the work of your choice. May you continue to work in the field of your choice. Nobody must decide where you work. But let God be the one who decides. And may God richly, richly bless you. Let's pray. Precious God, precious Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we just want to thank you for the word that we have shared in this place. We know that work is spiritual first and foremost before it is economic or political. I therefore will come to you on the behalf of the congregation, together with this congregation. We pray that Lord, may you stretch forth your hand of grace upon every believer here. And everyone who's listening to us right now or who listen later or lot, your power is not limited by space and time. So anybody who hears this word, may they experience your power in their lives, oh God. I pray that open opportunities for my brothers and sisters who are not employed, rearrange things on their favor in the name of Jesus. May they get the work they are looking for. Those who had already thrown away their business plans, I pray, Lord, through this message, let them be encouraged to take it out, rework it once more again, and do their business in the name of Jesus. May they experience more grace and more favor this time as they do their business. May they succeed in what they are doing, but also help them to frame the challenges. And the opposition that they are experiencing, oh Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray. I pray for everyone who is experiencing difficulties at work. People who are being bewitched. Or people who are being opposed verbally. Things have been said about them that are not true. In the name of Jesus, Father, I pray. Fight for them in the name of Jesus. Let any tongue that rises against your children... Be judged according to your word right now as invalid and let the truth of God manifest. But also pray for those who are being used by the enemy as opposers of the beloved to come to the knowledge of the truth, the knowledge of who Jesus is. May they begin to see that there is somebody bigger than all of us. That Jesus is in charge of the affairs of men. I pray bring about a change in their heart. May they become your servants. May they begin to serve you in the name of Jesus. And I pray for every home, every family represented here. May everybody in those families continue to be a worker. Continue to contribute in different ways in the household. Thank you for providing for everybody represented here, oh Lord, by means of the salary or by means of dividends, whatever they have, Lord, as a means of income. I thank you for them today, Lord, for providing for them. I thank you, Father, that the righteous people never go to bed hungry. And I pray, help everybody in this room. To never forget that it is you who's making sure that they are well fed, O Lord. In the name of Jesus, may you instill the fear of the Lord in the hearts of the men and women represented here. That you are God, you are their provider in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And Lord God Almighty, I also pray today for everybody here. Give us a heart to care for those who still don't have While we have, give us the heart to share with other people. And Father, I thank you that we have your heart. We have your mind. We have your attitude. We will continue working in our generation. In Jesus' mighty name, I thank you. Let's give the Lord a hand and praise.